Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back for another episode of the All Things Bengals Podcast. Get through this real quick, because, guys, I got to tell you something. Me and Drake was just talking, right? I'm going to put him on blast right wow. now. How are you going to let him speak? It's just crazy. Put C.J. Stroud over Joe Burrow. Why? Because us Cincinnatians, big flex right there, me and Drake. Yeah, that's right. These Bengals, yeah, these Bengals personalities, we're from the Natty. We're not from outside of it, but being from the Natty, we know how this chili is the GOAT. Skyline, obviously, Nike, Joe Burrow, Gold Star, Reebok, CJ Stroud. Drake, how can you justify that CJ Stroud is better than Joe Burrow? Thus, Gold Star better than Skyline. Like I said, man, Joe Burrow is Gold Star. CJ Stroud is Skyline. People listening to the podcast, I know I got my Gold Star backups. Gold Star is better than Skyline. So that was the you're the one that's making up theories, right? You're saying Skyline's better than Gold Star. I never once said CJ Stroud's better than Joe Burrow. But I will say, you know, a former former Bengals player by the name of Wyatt Ray, um, you know, he tried Skyline, went on a story, was hating on it. Then I uh, swiped up on it, and I was like, bro, I was like, go try Skyline and let me know. Or Sky, I was like, go try Gold Star and let me know. You know what yeah. he did? You know what he did? He went and he tried Gold Star. He said, bro, that shit was gas. I was like, see? So hey. let, let's just let, let's, let's, that, that, that was a, a former Bengals player in which, you know, pointed him in the right direction and it, it positively worked out. So I, I come on here, I back it up, Gold Star. First time um, that, that Skyline sponsors the Bengals. Uh, this season, the Bengals don't go to the playoffs. Right? Damn, you nasty. Nasty. I, it, it, it was an unfortunate – I mean, honestly, we should have people outside protesting, bring, bring Gold Star back, bring Gold Star back. I mean, it's just it, – it's bigotry at this point that people still are thinking that Skyline's better Gold Star when, when it's not. But hopefully when Brock Burris comes to town, we can introduce him to the right chili, uh, introduce him to Gold Star. No doubt. I mean, I just can't get past that. You trying to flex a glowing endorsement from Wyatt Ray. <laughs> hey, 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 Wyatt Ray, man. Hey, it was, it was, it was a strong endorsement, man. It was a strong endorsement. Bengals legend. Hey, you know what, bro? That just made me think. We gotta <laughs> this, bro. We gotta hit this line soon. Of uh, bro, we gotta hit the all ass, the all ass team. All right. <laughs> And I think, nah, Wyatt Ray wouldn't make it. He ain't that bad. He's all right. But uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. But uh, no, I just thought how funny that'd be to hit that. But uh, all right, bro. Yeah, so obviously had to put you on Blaster. Nonetheless, seriously, guys, thank you for listening to another episode here. Look, we're 12 days out from free agency. Me and Drake were just talking about it. It is March 1st. It's like 1 a.m. in the morning. It's crazy, bro. Like, time's flying by. First day how you feeling, bro? Off-season heating up. I, I've just kind of ignored timetables, kind of blocked out football for a little bit. I had you text me. I had Zim text me. You, you okay, Drake? Is, is everything okay? I'm like, you know what, man? I to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. I've just been, I've just been, uh, you know, as I said, I went to the, I went to the cloning lab and, you know, secure us a Super Bowl for next season. But I I was, you know, taking some time off and now we're here less than two weeks away 
from free agency, which is nice. Well, I, I would wait. I would say, yeah, less than two weeks away from free agency, which is nice. But um, <sighs> gosh. Yeah, bro. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do with T Higgins. I don't know what we're gonna do with this first rounder. It's, I mean, free agency. I don't know. It's, it's all complete uh, mystery at this point. I think free agency is gonna have a big part in what we do. It's gonna be a fun episode. It will, bro. And obviously, you know, to emphasize from the jump. Yeah. Big thing I've noticed a lot is for a lot of Bengals fans, I think. I think we've been indulging a bit much on, you know, just the fan base as a whole on all the holes on this team, which, of course, like, you got to be fixed. They got to be solved. You have to attend to them. You have to acknowledge them first. Got it. This team's still in a damn good position. Oh, yeah. Season's going to be a great one. There's so much opportunity in free agency and the draft for the players that they want. You know, it's going I have no, it, it doesn't, as me and you come on this podcast, and we will say every single week during this season when we're playing football, as long as nine is out there, you have a chance. And I honestly think if as bad as our defense was statistically this year, and if you have Joe Burrow down the long stretch going into the playoffs there, I think the Bengals – I think the Bengals have a chance to go and win the Super Bowl this year. I, you know, that's never out of the question. They went to back-to-back AFC championships, and I had a Chiefs fan that, you know, told me it, it was unfortunate Joe Burrow got hurt. He said that it was all set up, you know, if, to be that, again, that AFC championship game. So it is what it is. You know, things happen. But at the same time, I know I – know, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, as long as you got those guys out there, man, you're going to have a chance every single week, you know, even with that firepower to, to come back every every single time and get down the field and score touchdowns. You know, our defense is going to get better, bro. It, it, it happened with Kansas City. It happens with teams. You, ha- you have to almost take that hit for a year when you lose a couple guys and you have to re- recalibrate a year later. It takes it takes that sometimes, you know, when you draft rookies and, and you're developing guys in a new positions like Dax Hill and and a rookie and DJ Turner Cheeto coming off the knee injury, you just you had a lot going on, but you also saw a lot of good things that came out of that darkness, you know. I think I look back at bro in the cheek Browning like that that shit is just dope. Like everything about this is dope. Yeah. No, nah, for, for real. You're, you're exactly right, bro. Like, it was so fun. It was dope. It was legendary. Um, I mean, it's so weird to even say it like this, bro, but maybe y'all, you know, y'all feel the same as well. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna miss Jake playing. Right, yeah. But, of course, like, yes, like, nobody would, you know, choose Jake to continue to play. But, yeah, like, for a lot of fans, that's what he brought to us, bro. He brought genuine belief to us, you know, as, um, you know, how close we were to that episode the couple nights after Joe went down. Remember when we went on that hype spiel, talking about how they can go 10 and 7? Like, what if that would have happened? That would have been pretty fucking crazy. Like, everybody thought we were insane, just kind of thinking about in hindsight. Nonetheless, it was a great time, you know, a ton, tons of great. You do a couple more things right, man, and you would have. That's the thing. Yeah. 
No doubt. I mean, and obviously going back to the secondary, right? Um, it's the illusion of, you know, me and many other optimistic Bengals fans, just fans in general. Uh, why? I don't know why I had so much confidence. Yes, this the talent was very optim was very high trajectory, like extremely high and confident, and it deserved that, especially in training camp with Drago looking as good as he did. But remember that training camp form was great. But to think of a dude like CTB who was bound, you know, and ended up having the great second season he did before injury. But a dude that played 11 games in his career, Drago zero, Jordan and Nick zero in this system. Right. And Dax played no starting roles in his rookie season. And Mike Hilton. Thank God for Mike Hilton. <laughs> Fuck. You know what I mean? Like, that's yep. like, that's 11 combined starts for the Bengals in their secondary. No, you know what I mean? Like, no shit. Exactly. I feel like I should have done a better job. Like, not that I completely hold myself responsible, but obviously as we have a voice here, like, I should have done a better job with seeing that instead of just being completely optimistic on just the individual's talents because we saw the individual talents that these guys show, but it still did not mend together to create a strong unit down the most critical part of the season. And maybe it's because it was hard to build up from all along the four new parts. CTV heavily relied on Cheeto. Cheeto couldn't be relied on. He was coming back from ACL. Like, it's kind of silly now that I'm even laying it out like that. It's like, well. Uh, right. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's right, though. I mean, you had, like, you, you emphasized it's Dax, Jordan. Uh, CTB and DJ pretty much leading your secondary, you know what I mean, for majority of the year outside of Nick Scott, who didn't show what you wanted at all. He might as well have been a rookie. Like, <laughs> right. So it's like, it's like you, you had that, and now you, you come into this season next, and it's like, man, you have to, you have to figure it out. Wanted to ask you how you felt. I don't know if you saw a tweet about it. Bengals prioritizing um, a few positions in that first round. Look like the trenches, and also cornerback. How are you feeling about that? I know you. I know you said you know, you take a cornerback early. You're you're rioting. Yeah, yeah, indeed. I mean, look, look. I mean, first off, I don't think. Quinyon Mitchell's going to be there. I think that's his name, Kenyon, Quinyon, whatever. He's a dog out of Toledo, which is kind of crazy to think about. Him and Tyson Anderson must have, must have been crazy at Toledo, bro. Because, like, Tyson, crazy athletic. Remember, obviously, yeah, he was drafted later, but that dude, secondary, must have been wild. He's a dog. Nate Wiggins, fuck no. Terrion Arnold, nah. Kool-Aid, I mean, he can do it all. And, I mean, just Kool-Aid and juice, come on. And Drago, it would be the coolest trio of names in a unit of all time. Ever. So, got it. That'd be dope. Um, but look, dude, we can't, we can't look past what's happened the past two seasons. Yeah. I don't care if it's a development piece. I don't 
care unless if it's one position because of how much we struggled to draft this position. Tackle. And the only reason why you would draft a fringe starting tackle, and the reason I say fringe is because the goal is you don't need to depend on a rookie tackle to come in. So it's already laid out for you. I understand the opportunity of plugging in what you think could be that last piece of a premium pick in that secondary to create long-term, high-quality play. Because we know the ceiling of Dragos. We know it's kind of up in the air on where. Got it. You can move the slot or Dex. But you can't do what you've done the last two fucking seasons. Are you fucking stupid? Like, we are here because our premium picks did not return the way we needed them to return value. Maybe you got to put them on the field. So you're telling me you're considering prioritizing another fucking position that you can't fit him on the field? Like, Mike Hilton was your best corner last year throughout 17 games. I actually, the only reason I say 17 games is because obviously CTV only played 11 of them, right? Or something like that, like 10, 12. Yeah, and you, even though CTV is your best corner. Nonetheless, he's going to be going off the field. Why? Right? Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, you want to pick off the second round pick? This is in the moment of like, kind of like how we talked with last year about Carmen, right? Yeah. Now, Carmen lost cause. But the philosophy was you, you got to bite the bull of you got to lie in the bed that you chose to lay in. You have to actually lay in it. Or what is it like the saying? Like, you got to tuck yourself in at the bed you chose to lay in. Like, you have to commit to the development of these guys. You can't panic pick. You can't panic pick and think, oh, I, who knows what their philosophy is. Like, oh, corners are so expensive. We're not going to be able to pay CTB. That wouldn't really make much sense. Are you going to panic and consider moving Dax around? Why? Got it. You know what I mean? Like, you got to commit to that. Because now you're pigeonholing other opportunities. That's where I'm at. Yeah. If it was Quinion Mitchell, I would genuinely, I would be nervous, I would be frustratingly excited because he's a dog. Second, it would be crazy. But you did it again, and it could really bite him in the butt. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you, man. I mean, what do you think? What do you think, first round corner? I don't, yeah, I don't like it at all. Like, I, I'm on the same, same band as you. I just don't, I don't like the, the process of just keeping a guy behind for a year we need we need a guy that can plug and play right away and i i understand it's not it's not like we have significant holes start starting wise you know across offense and defense outside of maybe you know like you said the tackle in which you don't have to fully rely upon in that mm. year as long as you take care of it in free agency which they say you know you, you go ahead, you take care of your needs, and, mm -hmm. and you draft for value and in, in otherwise in the draft. But I think, I don't know, man. I, I'm not a fan of corner round one. It just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like it makes sense. I, yeah. I think as far as I would go would be round two and possibly the guy out of Michigan. Uh, the guy in the slot corner, 
Mike Saren something. I, I don't know. Santorini, yeah, I think, maybe. Is yeah, something like that. Like, maybe that, like, in the second. But, like, I couldn't, I couldn't see picking a corner in the first. And the mm-hmm. reason being is the Bengals, honestly, we've seen it historically, really. And, and maybe unless you're ha- you have a top five pick and maybe you can get a guy like Sauce or like a Denzel Ward or someone crazy like that. The Bengals really haven't had that much success in the first round draft of corners. Darquez Denard, William Jackson, uh, Dre Kirkpatrick, the list goes on. And I mean, yeah, we, we talk about like offensive line too. Like at some point you have to hit on these guys, but I think in a, in a cornerback stance, you know, Mike Hilton start next year after all he gave you this year, that's your starting cornerback next year. Dax, um, not Dax, DJ Turner, after year one, you have to follow the same thing, follow the same suit with how you did with CTB, right? With DJ. I mean, you'll have to sign a corner that is, you know, like a backup almost. You still have Jalen Davis. But I think when you look at it from that perspective, it's like, yeah, bro, I don't like, I don't really like, unless you're drafting like a successor for Mike Hilton next year and it's not, it's clearly not in the first round and you can do that second, third. And with how corners have been able to be drafted, you could even draft a starting cornerback later that plays the slot. So it's like, man, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. I think, I think these first two rounds, bro, feel like me and you have talked about it trenches bro what you gotta do bro is what you gotta do like how do you make a secondary better exactly having better pass rushes up front to get your quarter to get the opposing quarterback uncomfortable because if you have a quarterback that's uncomfortable that you're facing as a secondary he's more likely to make bad decisions (laughs) and all of a sudden those suspect guys and this sounds kind of counter. It's really not a good example, actually. I was going to say Eli, but like he played well generally as a cover guy, and our pass rusher wasn't that good when he stayed good. But you get my point. Guys that maybe aren't as good, they look a little bit better. Sure. I get it that if the back end's so strong, like the pass rush can get home. It's opposite. I understand. But it's irrefutable for anybody, you know, to justify that. And look, I get it. If you want to bank on, a position to give you the most value. It's the premium ones. Five most premium positions. We've talked about it all the time. Quarterback, wide receiver, tackle, edge, pass, you know, pass rush, corner. Got it. I understand. I get that philosophy. But uh in the same way, you know. Like like do you think the Bengals in terms of free agency, because you you don't ex- assume for the <laughs> you see how young that secondary is, right? Yeah. If you're the GM, right, and I, I know it's coming up soon, what what are you doing in free agency to maybe, I don't know, add a little more experience in terms of maybe safety or corner? What, what would you do? I mean. Like, I, I mean, you know Jordan Battles, your, your future starting safety. You yeah. still have to, and I think that's what was – good about this year is you saw the promise and things out Jordan it's yeah. still it's still question marks for me with Dax Hill and I think it showed in that last game against Cleveland which you're playing against second and third stringers and you're still making those boneheaded mistakes and it's kind of concerning so 
I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if there's a like who the ba- well Bengals could sign a veteran safety. I don't know what they would do, bro. Obviously, you can't you can't just totally Dax Hill, and and you can't, and they're not. Right. They're not like they they have not given they have not said in any way facts that they would consider that, and you can't. Yeah, so like we're just gonna have to live with that. We're gonna have to live with that development. Now, yes, like I'm completely open to bringing in a clear cut safety three. We won't jeopardize Dax's role because you can't stunt that development. You can't stunt his development anymore. You fucked it up enough year one. They fucked it up year one. They put him in way too many different positions when he clearly wasn't ready to even embody. One, now, yeah, philosophically, one could say, like, why would you, you know, if he's adapted to one, why didn't run around, blah, 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 I get it, he's a versatile guy. Nonetheless, you threw him fucking blunder, year one. It's obviously stunted where he's been at now. You can't continue to, you know, spin around in circles. got to let him settle. And, you know, the dust just couldn't settle for him last year. you got to do that. So even this number three guy, It'd be in correlation with the pay. Hey, you will not become a starter here. You will be a backup guy to Dax and Jordan. Got it. I don't know. I don't know who that guy is. It's not Geno Stone, in my opinion. Like, maybe, actually, maybe. I don't know. Like, Geno Stone's actually been kind of a mid-ass player. Like, he's been cut from, like, two or three teams. You know, but everybody in their mother... Like, Jadavion Clowney, look, he had a career year in Baltimore last year. Kyle Van Noy had a career year. Well, it was, like, fucking 50. Like, everybody played good with the Ravens, so a lot of people, oh, Gino Stone, oh, my God, you got to go. Bro, I'm not paying $5 million for backup safety. Like, but then again, Nick Scott, I don't know, man. I just, I wish Tyson didn't get injured. That's what the fuck I wish. So we could have a, you know, decent safety three. You know what I mean? Right. Got a year under. I don't even know how confident it'd be a couple million dollars. Same with corner. I'm serious. Like Eli didn't get much tread on the tires last year. Not good. Like he's a great option. He knows the system. He's going to be cheap. He's going to be able to command. The, you know, he's going to be able to command the room. He's been there, done that. He succeeded. Eli is the the epitome, just like Rashido. But he's the epitome. Of how the system can work best for you if you just commit to it. I mean, I think even though they play different positions, low key, Eli would be an incredible mentor for Dax. Hey, dude, settle down. Yes, you don't have, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have all the pressure of like New York, like I did as a rookie or a young guy. I get that much more polarizing. But, dude, just settle down, dude. Like, you belong here, whatever. Not that other players aren't giving it to him, he could. Million dollars, one point five. It's entering like year eight, year nine. I think he's a great option. I think Cheeto would be too expensive, so you got to stay cheap when you're getting these dead uh, veterans. So you think Cheetah's for sure gone? I just feel like he's gonna cost like, I mean, if he's willing to take like three million dollars, well, why would he take three million dollars? <laughs> you know, it's I'm like. Yeah, three. Yeah, three is like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Because this is what I'm talking about. Like, you, 
these guys, the coaches have to commit to the development of their premium picks. Yeah. Because it's, it's like funny when fans, and I get it, yes, the nuance exists. I'm not saying, like, you know, if they played like Jackson Carmen. I mean, Jackson Carmen was unplayable. Like, you know what I mean? It's a little different. Like, these guys weren't unplayable. You can't stunt the development because of how a Jackson Carmen could occur. Look at the ripple. Look at the ripple effects that Jackson fucking Carmen has had on this offense. Yeah. Lifting on a premium offensive line pick like that, that could have changed a lot of things for you. You know, I mean, look at the hurdles we've had to navigate through with that. That's. I'm not saying that's a detriment that happened with. Drago or some premium pick. Don't let it. Commit to him. See through. Yep. 100%, bro. 100%. Yeah, bro. But, but I've been talking a lot, though, man. And let's try to turn to another group here. So, you talk about trenches. You know, yep. obviously, we saw the defensive side of that today, right? Combine, first day. Saw some uh, trench standouts, some names, some risers, maybe a couple fallers. But uh, I don't know exactly how deep you are. You, you, know, you were in the weeds today with the combine numbers and shit like that, bro. But, uh, you know, you maybe notice anything from today on Twitter world with the uh, combine updates? I mean, I, I was checking some, some things out. Um, but, you know, Brock Bowers met with met with the Bengals. You know, made that known. Wish he could make it to us. <laughs> uh, you never know, though. You never know. Uh, we, we said the same thing about Michael Mayer last year, and uh, somehow not to say not to say you know because Brock's totally different, but still. Um, and the trenches, though, wise, I think a guy that I like a lot, bro, is Tavondre Sweat. I know numbers wise, sometimes you know. But they said they said today for for his size, man, the forty that he ran translated at like four two six as as a corner. So yeah, bro, I like I like Tavondre Sweat a lot. I think he he would be. Bro, and then Braden Fisk, that you know the guy that you were talking about. I think these are guys that it's like the Bengals. Bengals almost. Might not even have a chance to mm-hmm. get hands on these guys in round two. So, that's the situation where it's like in round one, what do you do? Do you possibly move back like the Bengals haven't passed and maybe, you know, see if you can get a guy a little bit back and accumulate more draft picks or? Do you just go ahead and, and reach on reach on a guy and, and don't even look back? I think, I think. Man, that's a, that's a toss up. But I, I do like Tavondre Sweat a lot, though. I think that guy, that guy is just seems like seems like a dog. Seems like he's got a dog. Well, I mean, yeah, dude, Tavondre Sweat, like to have the pass rush presence that he does is uh, not generational, but pretty damn near. Like for a nose tackle, bro, three hundred sixty pounds. <laughs> just, right. And dude, it's insane. Like he's he's by far the best nose tackle in the class. I just think guys that are clear cut number ones at their position, 
they just go a lot sooner. Because the team knows that they are head and shoulders above the rest at their position. Right. That guy typically doesn't last. They don't fall much. So I'm starting to feel like Tavondre could be a guy that could go in even. I mean, not the first, but uh, yeah, actually, I'm not sure if you said the second, uh, but I could see probably uh, about 40. I'm saying like maybe because at that point, right, you don't – you might not have a chance to get him in round two, right? Yeah, but yeah, That's what I'm saying, yeah. But yeah. Imagine, imagine a world where like you do something like how the Bengals have done in pass. You move back spots in the first round to accumulate more draft capital than you uh, – maybe feel comfortable taking him at a later pick in the first round versus at that 18 spot. If you don't, you know I mean? You don't like what you, what you're seeing there at pick. Uh, dude, like I'm be serious right now. I have ran probably, probably, probably 120 plus mock drafts already this year. It's actually pretty bad. Like, I don't know why I do. I just get bored and I run mock drafts. So, and I know everything's going to change pre-combine, draft, blah, blah, blah. You know uh, which one I've been doing a lot? It's kind of Looney Tunes. They do it. I've been uh, sending Arizona, pick 18, and T. Higgins for pick, hey, number, four, for pick number four. <laughs> dude, I brought that up in the space, man. They laughed at me, bro. I'm like, hey, what? what's so hey, funny? I ain't gonna lie though, they would accept that in a heartbeat if the Bengals sent I actually don't think so, bro, because like they have four, right? They also have picked twenty seven. So like that's what I'm saying though, but you get T Higgins, you know what I'm saying? Certified, bona fide, wide receiver one. You get him and you're still picking eighteen and twenty seven and you got early day two picks. You're chilling. Yeah, second, bro. You're right. Oh my god, bro! T- T- bro you want to know what I did? Yeah. I straight up, I I traded T. So I traded T. In the you know who you're getting that for, right? So look, yeah, I, I traded T in eighteen for four, and then I got to four, and I was like, you know what? Let me trade back. I traded back to like. No. I traded back to like six. I was just having fun. And then Arizona wanted to move up. So I, I told Arizona to give me their next three picks. So I wanted like oh. I wanted like fucking pick eighteen back. I wanted twenty seven. And I wanted like pick thirty something. I don't know. They gave me it. So then I took that. Yeah, bro. And then I took like fucking Keon Coleman, I took like fucking uh, the center and that center, the clear cutaway center one. I took him, Jackson Power or whatever, took him. And then I took, uh, I took like a defensive lineman. I forget who I took. And yeah, bro, I just just have. (laughs) Dude, I mean, yeah, that's crazy for sure. But bro, (laughs) moving up to four and taking Marvin Harrison. Like, it wreck the fucking bro. But I mean, giving up eighteen, and T, just to get Marv. Like, 
I don't, that's not it. Call me crazy, bro. I don't really think that's worth it. Like, I don't know. Like, he is incredible. Marv, I, look, bro. Maybe I'm a fucking idiot. Like, it, I mean, Marv is going to be a top five wide receiver in football. You know what? It That actually be pretty insane. Like, when does that actually happen? That, like, no fan bullshit, but, like, unequivocal. Because, think, you would, you would get a rookie wide receiver for five years. It'd be a five-year contract. Oh, my gosh, bro. That's probably living out, you know, a lot of the glory years of a Jamar Chase, you talk, know? Talk about finessing the cap. Oh, my God, bro. It'd be legendary for sure, you know? Cap and age, no, but I don't know. I think at 18, you still you still have an opportunity, man, to to do a lot of things. And I, I think agreeing with you, I don't, I don't, I hope that corner is not of those. I think yeah, I don't think it will, bro. I don't think it will. Like, of course you may be open to adding cornerback talent. What do you, but you know, I kind of wanted to turn back. So uh, we dissected that a lot with the trade back, bro. I've actually been bringing that up, you know, that idea up a lot as well, because <clears throat> man, I've looked at the talent pool. That's why I was adding context. Pre-combine, sure. It's way too early. Understand. But, man, I've noticed from, like, 17 to 20, the guys, they're not what the Bengals are going to be looking for. Now, like I said, that could change combine. I don't care. Nonetheless, there's going to be new guys in different positions that the Bengals are not going to be looking for. There's guys I feel like the Bengals were really like in the middle 20s. They're going to like Brian Thomas. I think they're going to like him, period. Whether T is here or not, because they know after 24, no T. At least right now, seems like. Amaris Mims, maybe go later. But the tackle falls. Maybe a defensive lineman. Maybe Brandon Fisk pops into the top. You know what I'm saying? Like Brandon Fisk at 18. Probably the biggest riser from today, along with Byron Murphy, who I've actually had for like a couple weeks now. Byron Murphy is my uh three tech one. He's definitely three tech one now. Like Johnny Newton kind of lost that because injury, blah, blah blah. Nonetheless, maybe Johnny Newton's there at 23, 24. And you acquire a second or third round to move back and still get one of those guys. That's huge, bro. Exactly. I'm all for it, dude. I'm just straight up. Like, I like I Within five, max seven picks, max 25, 225th overall. I'd be fucking stoked if we trade back. Unless if Brock Bowers do it, then I'd like lose my mind. I mean, think you get an extra second or third, then that, that makes you, I mean, you could easily take a running back with one of those picks and feel completely comfortable. You know what I mean? The running back. The right, the running back. Like you could, you could find the running back at that point. Um, God, I saw that one guy, Braylon Allen. Crazy, crazy. Six two, two forty five. <laughs> Insane, bro. I mean, yeah, he he's that's just that's all the way, bro. I think Braylon's gonna be great. I think he could low key be like a Brandon Jacobs, low key, except he moves like. He moves like almost like I don't know. He just moves like a smaller running back, almost like a Cedric Benson. 
Huh. He's just so fast, man, for his size. It's really impressive. His feet are incredible. Uh, but obviously, we might, have to, we might have to go up to Saquon train, man. Reports came out today saying that he's already reached out to CJ Stroud. Oh, targeting, targeting Houston as his number one. Wow, seriously. Destination. I don't know how true it is, but yeah. I wish I've never heard that with fucking players with the Bengals, man. The fuck, dude? No, seriously. <laughs> like, no one's saying, like, oh, I'm targeting Cincinnati. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of sounds like bullshit. I don't know. It's kind of sounds that's actually, I don't know if that's illegal tampering, nonetheless. But, um, fuck, bro. What was I going to say? I was going to say something. <laughs> who, who do you want to add in free agency? No, it's. Who is your you, nose tackle? I mean, you, you got to figure it out. You got to add two D linemen. I don't know. Metabike is going to be tagged. Talked about it before. Jones is definitely, you can see it with uh, the Chiefs allowance need to seek a trade. I think they're, you know, they're they're doing the same thing. They're, they're prioritizing Chris Jones there in Kansas City. So, yeah. hope up on that. <laughs> Fucking bitch, dude. <laughs> I mean, so, bro, like, I mean, yeah, we're walking ourselves into we're going to have to spend a premium pick on a three tag. We're going to have to. We, we got to get a guy, or we we may have to trade for a guy. I mean, I low key, mate, I can't, I'm open to a trade. We got nine picks, man. You know, it's like, if there's a time to get the guy that you want, if you know, you know that he's not going to be available in free agency now, Wilkins is going to get tagged too. And that's what you do, bro. You pay you pay the premium pass rushers into yeah. your, you know, and the teams are doing their, you know, good deeds of doing it. So, yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, I feel like a Sheldon Rankins can be plucked right away because even if there was a premium tech out there demanding high dollar, why don't a team just get a 29-year-old veteran that's going to be fucking half the money that can still crank? Oh, yeah? So, I don't know. Like, they're going to have to be aggressive and quick. Quick, dude. To get the three-take that they need. They need one. Need the nose tackle. Get Grover Stewart. Get a guy. This man, he loves... Uh, you need to just start a Grover Stewart fan page. I mean, look, dude. <laughs> I, I, I'm not upset to Grover Stewart. I just think he's good value. Uh, you need to bring a guy here with PED resume to the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh, that's right. Shit, bro. The fuck did DJ have to tear his quad, man? This would be horrible, Hey, DJ's still been training at the facility and shit, though. Yeah, saw that. That's what I'm talking about, bro. That's why, look, dude. I mean... He said some good things. It's oh yeah. I mean, they obviously want to try to make something work. It's obvious that it's just so murky on what this contract layout is going to be like and when. When means so much because DJ not cheap. The Bengals love to roll over cap cash. Got it. No problem. I think that's a great idea. They want to roll over an average of twelve million per year. Are they going to choose to roll over fifteen and commit to signing DJ in August? 
do they sign him early? You know, like, what do they do? Because you want good talent, bring them back. It's just when, how, you got to wait for them, which means the money part. You know what I mean? Like, it just gets sticky, man. It's fucking sticky with DJ. Definitely. Definitely. We'll have to, we'll have to see. I mean, we're, we're less than two weeks away. Um, I hope, I hope the Bengals are aggressive early on for sure. Got to, I mean, to, to build this team and, and go all the way, we have to make sure everything's in order, man. We gotta, we gotta make sure we're built, we're built for, for the long haul. Can't just build for one year. We gotta build, build for the future also. So I think that's important and, you have to make the move. I mean, can you can if it came to it, you do move T against, can you find a three tech to flip for T? Like how, how which thoughts on that? That's a that's a good question. It's a really good question. Uh maybe. Maybe you could. Maybe there's a team out there. You know, oh, Fuck, I forgot about a dude, man. I forgot about Leonard. If Seattle does not prioritize him, we may have to go all in. Who? On Leonard Williams. Oh, okay. May have to. He's going to give you $13 million worth per year. He'll give it to you. I, mean, I don't think he's like the best in the league. He's probably top 15. It's pretty damn good, you know, as a three tech. So maybe that's a guy, but um, sorry, yeah, it's kind of what I was thinking, you know, for you brought up hypothetical trade with a defensive lineman, maybe um, somewhere else. But yeah, I think Leonard, you know, as an FA could be your premium target to go after. Um, He's a free agent. Is, yeah. And I'm uh, pretty Seattle's cap space is not good right now. But that's really fucking weird for them to trade. That, that maybe I'm even delusional with thinking he's available because, like, you just think common sense wise, why the fuck would you trade for a player just to let him hit free agency? Like, months after, you know what I mean? That's like stupid. So, right. that's part of me is like, and eh, no way he's gonna leave Seattle. I'm pretty sure they traded the second round pick for him, like a fifth round pick. Like, you're not just giving up that guy. So, we'll see. I don't know, but. Look, man, I mean, I'm just all focused on the trenches, dude, on the D-line. You know, and... Yeah. I mean, just thinking with, like, the combine today, I don't know if that premium three tech's going to be there at 49. That's where it can get a little dicey. And, man, and what we just talked about... My God, bro, dude, I think the agenda, I think the agenda may be here, bro. Consider trading back. If Brock's not there, if Brock is not there, (laughs) trade back in the first. Get that other second or third to where you can feel comfortable to get a three-tech you like. Michael Hall's good. Chris Jenkins Jr. is good. They're just next tier below guys in three-techs. Um. I think you can get him at six, uh, fifty, whatever the fuck, forty nine. Yeah, you know, I mean, especially with how a lot of these guys tested today, um, 
you know, and, and obviously a lot of them spoke today as well. Kind of to turn it a bit more to the combine updates from today. Um, Dude, one of updates. Do you think signing a guy like Jonu Smith or, you know, <clears throat> a tight end in free agency and then waiting on, you know, seeing if, like you said, if a, if a Brock Byers doesn't fall to you at 18 and then you trade back, are you, you know, that, that's a situation where you, you should be comfortable, right, going into the season with like Jonu, Drew Sample, Tanner Hudson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could also. Uh, I mean, you could always get another guy after too. Yeah, I just keep thinking like the reality is, bro. At least what my assumption is with what the Bengals want. I don't know. Maybe they do feel comfortable with Tanner at the tight end, uh, two pass catching role was. I mean, I liked it, but I feel like they want to add two new guys. There could easily be a scenario to me where he's tight end four. And he doesn't even make the team. Or he probably would, maybe. But, like, I just feel like his value, what he gave you, can definitely be replaced um, yeah. and elevated um, by two guys. One in the draft, one in free agency. John is a great option. He's a good option, actually. Maybe not great. He's older. I don't know how old he is exactly. But I know he's been in the league for, like, seven years, it feels like. He's uh, 29. Oh, he's 29? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. You know, I mean, probably wouldn't be too much money. Wants to play for a contender. Wants to make money. You know, got it. Um, I mean, Noah Fant, he's going to look for a bag. We'll see. But, of course, you got to get a tight end free agency. Like, beyond Tanner Drew. That's the, that's the water line. Like, you have no tight ends on the roster. Like, I think some fans may forget that. There's not a single tight end on this roster. So you're going to have to sign three guys, probably four. Draft comes around, move a guy out, move a guy in, elevate the room. Bingo. Running. Obviously can navigate through that. Joe Mixon can't be cut. We talked about it at night. Like can live if he's not here. Um, but whether Joe Mixon is here or not. Wait, wait, I, I gotta think of here. Uh with the 49th pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Jalen Wright running back, Tennessee. That's what's gonna happen. That okay. dude. Wait till he tests early next week. We already talked about him. Uh, Twitter space world, raving about him. Um, shout out to myself. Um, started the agenda. As you had yours last year, I have mine now. Jameer Gibbs train. Jenna Wright train. Uh, six foot, four one or four one. God damn. Four one would be insane. Uh, supposedly, there's a legit jeopardy that he could break John Ross's record. The yeah, I heard, pounds. I heard that. Or someone on a YouTube video of him because I checked him out after you, you know, mm-hmm. you liked him. Like, you know what, Jameer Gibbs, I have to see what Jalen writes about, right? Someone said they it looks like Aaron Jones and Jameer Gibbs in one. 
I love it. I love it, man. I mean, I think Jalen gives you a lot. He gives you so much second level speed that just this offense is dying for. And I mean, you, you always love that, right? When you can capitalize in a draft. Say, I mean, you, you see it in drafts, right? You have athletic freaks, guys like Bijan and Junior and stuff like that. But if you can get away with getting a guy like that in the second round, that's huge. Because you saw it with like a guy like Nick Chubb. Like, you have the opportunity to get that guy a little later. And still, you have that value. That would be that would be huge, man. I mean, yep. might even. <sighs> it's going to be interesting, right? Like, I, I haven't really heard much talk or conversation around running back going in the mm-hmm. first round at all. No. So, oh yeah, no. That there will not be a running back selected in the first round. I don't see it. Yeah, with with the recent <laughs> of everything, right? Yeah, just. Yeah. Yeah, I think the best guy is Jonathan Brooks, which is pretty wild that, like, uh, Texas, or actually Trey Benson uh, is in the, one of them two. Let's just say it's Jonathan. Pretty impressed that the unequivocal running back won last year. Just to, for the following season, the unequivocal number one running back this year went to the same school. Jonathan Brooks did not play much last year because Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson were there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what a crazy couple of years it's been just producing fucking machine running backs. Like, <laughs> here's running back one one year of the same university. Here's the next one the following year. Oh, yeah, he barely played the year before because they had two superstars ahead of him. Yeah, pretty well what they're creating in Texas. Um, Trey Benson, dog. Uh, I mean, there's lots of good running backs, but there's no insane guy, um, but I, I don't know. Maybe I refrain. Like, I mean, 210 pounds running four twos high. But he, really, he's expected to run that fast. Dude, he's expected to hit four twos. If, hit four twos. If he hits four twos, got to take him to 49, Drake. I think you have to, dude. Like, Does he even fall to you at 49, though? Yeah, good question. I think he would. I think he would, because it's just the discrepancy in value is so wide. Even a talent like that just still, I mean, I could see teams argue, was Bijan really worth it at 7? Was Jameer Gibbs really worth it at, what, 12? Something like that? Like, early. I'd say yeah. A lot would say no. And they'd be sitting there around 40 saying no as well. They'd say, we will wait. We will wait for a guy we like in day three. Fine. I'm going to go get my guy. Do I know? Bro. If Chase Brown, I think. Uh, maybe I said this in the space right here. First off, did not know he was 209 pounds. I thought he was like under 200. <laughs> really impressive. Okay. Gives me some confidence that maybe he could handle some of that wear and tear of the AFC North. Insane speed. Third fastest player per play, technically, in the league last year. Paired with a 4'2", 210-pound running back. 
with Jamar Chase, Andre Yosevash, T. Higgins, or insert premium pick at wide receiver, or Brock Bowers. Dude, I mean, we could have the most explosive run game in football. Yeah. And I mean, before before we get off here, obviously we've had a lot of conversations around running backs and rookies and stuff. It's a big month, right? 17th is going to be the day where the Bengals will be due to pay mixing that $3 million in roster bonus. It seems like the Bengals, though, would be like a type of team to figure out that move earlier before then, possibly. Mm-hmm. So who knows? We might... We might figure out Joe Mixon's future in Cincinnati before then. Um, I don't know necessarily how that's going to work out, right? But it, it's going to be interesting. I think it will be interesting. Um, you have a lot. I mean, you have a lot of running backs be things in the free agency market. And I think one thing that you said last off season, and I think I think it's it's stood true, and I think it is true. Um, I don't want to misquote you. You said something about there being 30 or more running backs that could, is it run better than Joe? I think, yeah, run better runners than Joe Mixon. I'd actually say I was wrong. But if I was wrong, I'd say 22 guys are better runners than Joe Mixon. Not crazy off. And and I think Joe had a great year. But I I think – that that statement was true in some ways and i think you have a lot of guys in this free agency class that i you know that are better than joe mixon of being able to produce i mean we saw it with the lions right last year with david montgomery and his stock dropped a lot he went to detroit man and i get it they they have a powerhouse offensive line but that i mean he, he goes to detroit and the rest is history. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what the Bengals do, man. Because part of me, I love Jody, man. I do. Mm-hmm. Part of me just wonders how the Bengals view that. Because if <laughs> you look at it, right, it's like, because we, we've kind of looked at it in the situation where it's like, you know, it is that one year. But it's like, what if the Bengals look at it like, why not get it done now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why not figure it out now and just already get it out the way? Because the opportunity is there now. The money is there now. The solution to get it done is there right now. And you already have a young guy in Chase Brown. So, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, my opinion is that if you want to cut Joe Mixon to save money at a position you don't deem valuable, why do you want to put anywhere near the amount of financial investment back into it elsewhere. I'm not saying don't pay any running back. That's obviously won't happen. Like you got to have a dude in free agency to pair with, you know, Chase Brown, but don't go paying four or $5 million for a guy. Don't fucking do it. Pay 1.5 then. Pay two. Get just die. Because go get your guy in the draft. He's going to be there in rounds. If he's premium, I think Jalen's going to be a legit consideration for round two because I think he's going to be a top 50, 60 pick. Get him or get Jalen around two or a guy around three. Get your guy. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how annoying I feel like, because, yes, Joe Mixon, he's not the best running back in the league. But, and we know his weaknesses. But being the good running back that he was, why would the Bengals be adamant and fans just observably, oh, let's cut, let's save $6 million on the cap just to put four into another running back? That's $2 million saved. I don't fucking care about too many. Right. You know what I'm saying? Save seven then. If you're going to. It almost seems like. Remember back to when the Bengals first drafted Joe and they still had Jeremy and they kind of did that running back by committee concept. Yeah. I mean, like you said, bro, it's $2 million, $3 million. I get it. The running back market is tried up, but. We can't pay two, three million dollars. Come on, you know what I mean? Also, well, the 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 biggest thing, bro, is that you want to get young. Yeah, younger. Definitely. Can't you can't pigeonhole yourself? That's kind of like I'm not kidding, bro. A part of me, like I was just saying, sign a veteran. Because that's kind of language type stuff in the league. Maybe as a team, you know, whatever, just in case. It was me. I'd say, you know what, Joe Mixon, I'm cutting you. Thank you for your service. I'm not paying another fucking running back. I won't go out and sign one. I would I would be comfortable enough to head into the draft. I'm serious. With Chase Brown and Travion fucking Williams. Or somebody, and I know I'm gonna get a running back. I will get my running back. I mean, how you could even you realistically in that situation, you could sign a guy cheap like Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Super cheap. I mean, there you go. Perfect. Super cheap. You're right. You know what? Yeah, that I mean, that would be why I that's where I'd be really comfortable signing Clyde, because you're right. Like, just the name, just the body, just the comfortability that my room is not fucking barren outside right. young, inexperienced Chase Brown who gave you a lot of juice, still a lot of TBD. You know, got to adapt for a bigger role, things like that. Yeah, get a veteran, plenty familiarity with Joe, got it. Like, I'd be cool with that. Yeah, that's just where it's at with me. Fans can't be talking about how to save money for a player they don't want. Just to put money into a guy at a position they deem is not valuable, thus why they're releasing the first guy. Right. It almost doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Definitely. It's like, I, I don't know. Yeah, man. It's just kind of common sense. So um, I guess not so common because a lot of guys don't have it. But nonetheless, uh, we'll, we'll try to go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, yeah, guys, me and Drake try to talk a bit, you know, before the episode. We don't want to try to repeat too much. That's actually why we kind of took the hiatus, right? We've talked through the free agency. We've talked through the draft philosophy. we talked through the inclinations of what the Bengals should do, what they shouldn't do, what they're thinking, what they're not thinking. We don't want to, you know, run through the same shit. We tried our best today, really some different angles, combine, going to spice a lot of things up. But, of course, 12 days out, Drake, yeah. the agency. Everything is about to change. So, you know, just want to let you guys know for content-wise, shit's definitely really going to be heating up. I mean, what happened last year when 
couldn't meet a contract with Jesse. What they do, they gave the money to Orlando. I think similar situation. You can't get a deal done with T. Even with the salary cap going up, you can give you can give money to someone. Um, you you can still bring in a big free agent this year. Possible. Yeah, big yeah. free agents. I mean, last thing, bro. Like I don't know if you saw Jake Lisko's tweet. Fuck, man. All of it, but the biggest thing I remember is post T Higgins tag. Shout out to you. We talked about this. You yeah. what? 55? $50 million? 50. Okay, 50. Got you. $50 million compared to 21 when you signed Trey, 20 when you signed DJ, 15 per for Trey, 14 per for DJ. You could fit literally both those contracts in with $50 million and another premium dude with $20, $20 million left over after that. Like, they could legitimately fit in, hypothetically, a Trey Hendrickson, a DJ Reader, and uh, who's around $10 million? Uh, uh, BJ Hill. Overpay less, whatever guy. But that's that's pretty wild to think about, right? Like that's what is at this Bengals team's disposal. Lots of opportunities, guys. Lots of money is going around. Rest assured, pay T the bag, pay Jamar the extension. Still got money laying around, and they're gonna fucking spend it. Man, yeah, be awesome, man. If if we get somehow get a deal done with T, that that would. It'd be amazing, man. Straight up, it's it seems like a pipe dream at this point. It's it's a dream to me. Yeah. Bye, bro. Yep, that'll do it, guys. Appreciate you all for listening to another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast. Like I said, we'll be back. We'll be keeping up with some of the combine updates. We'll see when some of the players that may stand out to us. Uh, maybe when Brock Bowers pops up. Maybe when we add a bit of insight. Maybe a little quick pot about that. Maybe Jalen Wright, because that's my draft crush. Maybe Drake, if you have a draft draft crush standout, we can maybe talk about him, whatever it looks like. And before we know it, man, big thing's going to be moving for you to see right around the corner. We're going to have to just pray that Brock runs a slow 40. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's just got to hit the gas mask. and he uh, Brock, hit the gas mask. Ridiculous. He's got to fall to 18. Like, I love those tweets. Like, dude, no, can't believe you did that. <laughs> that shit. Marvin Harrison Jr., what are you doing? <laughs> oh, man, yeah. That is the best, bro. I, know. I can't wait, man. It's funny to see, uh, yeah, the players value, you know, stock drop fall memes. Those are always super fun. Uh, we'll definitely be posting some of those to hit the agendas. But nonetheless, the agenda now is to log out of this episode. So appreciate you all for listening to another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast. Peace out, bro. Peace.